0: G'day, gang, Simo and Ed and Ryan back here again for another episode of the Track Growth Show. Last week, we spoke to a mechanic, and boy, was it revealing. This week is our second part of it. Strange things happen when you chat to a mechanic.
1: Here we go. The simple thing of even how you pack your carts away will determine how you start your day the next day, you know. Um, you know that, okay, six of these carts are the best cards. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock, we've got a team of, of uh, seven people. You know? So what you do is you get those carts out first because you know those are the, your six best cards. And the other ones you just maintain and, and move from there. Um, but you've got so a problem got be there, haven't it? so to be That's really interesting. Yeah? If
2: you've got six really good carts, you've got seven people coming in in the morning. At least you've got one. You, that know, you can know you're going to have somebody complaining that they've got the slow card.
1: That's right. So what you do is now, you you take the last one.
2: Same pace carts together.
1: Together, that's right. And it's always important that a mechanic needs to try and drive those carts all the time. You know, they can't just be a mechanic, you know, because the marshals are the ones that take the carts out, they drive, you know, they're having no gas, they're having fun, you know. Um, Body weight is different. So one day, seven is fast, cart nine is fast the next day, because, you know, the skinny guy or the skinny lady jumped in the cart and was fast. So as a mechanic, his same weight, or well, she's the same weight. Drives every single car, you know. They will understand those cars like it's their own. They will know which are their babies. Oh, seven, six, five are my best, so I'll keep those aside. Those one here, these are my problem ones. And then you have from the problem ones, you actually have the worst ones where you know that you're going to talk to the boss all the time and say, "Hey, boss, I think this one here we need to replace the chassis because uh, we've about too many times now." So you have that maintenance routine, you know, and you got to be on top of it. You gotta be on top of it all the time. You can't just like swap, 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 swap and take a part of this one and put on that one. You can't do that. And that boils down to the, the stock levels that you're talking about because then you need to have enough um, stock to maintain the fleet instead of stripping one card and building another one because you know, that's the best cut. So you will take off the, the naughty kid over here and give the good kid, <laughs> you know, you can't do that because that's, you'll, you'll always chase your tail off. You know, you'll always be in a shambles. I,
0: I, I mean, the number of times I've seen what I call the cart graveyard where the mechanics have done that, exactly it. They've got three or four parts over in the corner of the yeah. workshop
1: yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. missing parts. Yep. You know, it's... The education in that, Simon, the education in that is, is to the purchaser. The person that actually buys car, uh, spare parts from FastLine is the one that we need to talk to because we need to educate them that it's cheaper to stock spares than to go and gain spares. Well, well, so well
0: that's exactly it. Those those three carts are losing a track business. A pound, three pound a minute, one pound right. each minute. is roughly exactly, and that's
1: the education part now. And then from that, the purchaser or the owner can go to the mechanic and say. I don't want you to touch that anymore. I want you to rebuild it. A perfect example again is Fast uh, fast Lane with Dean. Mm-hmm. He had a container of a whole fleet of carts. And I got hold of Fast Line and I said, Well, I need some space, please. And then next thing, he's got double the sales because he's got double the fleet of carts. And then he could order more space and keep in stock. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being where he got enough money and then he decided to buy, I don't know, though some more remos or something i don't know what he bought but because of that he kept on he wasn't making money with his carting so he ended up doing party buses and uh, Mm. (laughs) things like that and he wasn't actually concentrating on the track itself because it's it wasn't making the money that it should but then when you go and you now change the mindset you change the the way of operating and say look what happens now now you can have four cuts. are not working properly and the customers are still happy because now you've got more cards to actually use instead of just the 10. you know now you've got 20 cards so even four cards go you've still got another six to go so you know and it's then it's comfortable it's more comfortable track marshals are comfortable because they're not worried to go and bring a cart in and wait for it to get fixed to take it out again because they're under pressure they just go and swap it hey mate there's another problem here that's what happened Another cut, off they go. No problem. Mechanic, what time to fix it as well? Because another cut is out in the road. Yes. So I mean, on the track. So that's that's the mindset and educational stuff that needs to. Needs to I, I think um, and I think too many track owners would
0: see spare parts and the, the mechanics area as a cost center,
2: mm-hmm.
0: whereas it massively, it's actually a profit center.
2: Yes, it is when yes. it's done right. Yep. Well, when it addresses the customer issue, right, and as soon as you put your customer at the heart of your business, you'll never go wrong. Never. So, um, if they can start with that, mm. and then start to realise the knock-on effects, it, yes. it isn't a cost centre. I mean, it goes into the accounting as a cost centre, mm. but right. the wise track owner will understand
1: the revenue it generates. Mm. It generates. And what ended up happening at, at Fast Lane is that uh, because now we had stock. You started selling some of the space to the other guys around the area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're making more money again on top of it. You know? Making but their cars all... slower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going. But it wasn't that kind of like you know. It was that kind of like you know mindset. And when you realized, when you actually switched on and said, "Oh, wow, this is," and you know, what? it only took was a break. Because I tried for months. I tried like Mm -hmm. four or five months to to get him out of that. Why do I need to go strip that go-kart? Why can't I make that go-kart work? You know, oh, now we don't have money to buy space for that. Mm -hmm. I'd rather buy a new fleet, you're going to fix that on. I said, no, you don't, let me show you. You know? And then he gave me a task. Well, there's five there, make them work. Yeah, it took me two weeks. Um, A lot of negotiations with the Dean and uh, Fast fast Line about prices and stuff. But eventually I got the first (laughs) order built those five up and he had five extra cuts then you was like wow hold the next five you know and next thing the container got moved because it was empty you know <laughs> there was axles in there there was rubbish you know and then uh-huh. next thing the container was gone and he extended the track guess what now it's a faster wide larger track mm-hmm. you know and uh, so it just was a, it was a knock-on effect just a, a big knock-on effect that you you got to realize afterwards, you know. And, and we still talk uh, now and again. You ask me for advice now and again. So that's pretty good. Let's imagine for a moment that we've got
2: a car truck owner watching this video, and they're yeah. watching this video, and they're thinking, uh, it sounds like some of the issues that Ryan's mentioned. I've I've heard of these issues I've I heard like of seen these people. But
1: where do you and that's start the I that's why I try and talk? I try and talk like I was because I was there, I'm, I'm hands-on, you know. So I try and talk like a mechanic, I try and talk like a marshal because I was
2: actually, so where do you start that conversation, though? If you've, got, um, if you've got a track that's been running the same way for three or four years and they recognize some of these issues, where, where, do, you, where do you draw the line now? Where do, you, where do you build from? Where do you start the conversation? BGQ. Ah, <laughs> I love it. Well, Viewers, yeah. you may not know what a BGQ is. If you don't, you've got to look at some of the other videos <laughs> we have done before. A BGQ is?
0: A bloody
1: good question. Good question. There you go. Yeah. What you just asked totally was a BGQ. But that's what it, it, was a it, was a, it was a bloody good question what you just asked. Because where do you start? How do you how do you get them to change their mindset? Okay, my my experience is to go and see, right? So you go and see where their problems are. You then say, oh, well, you ask the question. What are you really worried about? That's it. What are you worried about about your business? Uh, maybe it's revenue. Maybe it's the staff members. Maybe you can't go get good mechanics uh it's maybe the where you are distance wise maybe you're too far you know it's a lot of those questions that have come up but from that you ask another big pgq <laughs> you know because and then you start that conversation so it's always points back to um the the slides that i had with with simon yesterday very very important and i was very interested and intrigued and that's why i was giving you praise simon because <laughs> it's what i'll do in a normal circumstance you do ask those questions because you have to understand what the core of that business is and where they want to go for you to actually start the conversation to get them mindset different if they say oh i just wanted there's a normal nine to five operation they're not worried about anything you know which directions to take you know you understand how to to, to ask the next questions or to to take the next step if i just come in there and i walk in and I say oh man that's shit that's that's rubbish uh no you shouldn't do that oh why are you doing it that way automatically i lose that confidence or trust because it's like who's this guy coming to try and change my business you know so it's it is a fine line but but it's it's a it's a fine line that you can make a no line you know you think, can just be challenged
2: for me i'm not sure because i'm not I, there's lots of scenarios out there but plenty I Easy think about. if I was coming in as a track owner and I've got a mechanic, and I'm not particularly mechanically minded, I think I would probably just tell them we're going for lunch. Yep. And I would take them away from the
1: track away from the, the track meeting. Yes. That's
2: right. And, just, and that would be unlimited amount of time. I don't care what else is going on at the track. This is where we yes. draw mm-hmm. the line. So and I think I would structure that just to sit down and go, look, I really want you to, to start telling me what's going on, where mm-hmm. we might be able to head. Yes. I'm going to tell you something about the vision of what I've got in mind. I and mean, there'll be a lot of crossover there. Mm-hmm. And when we cross over, that'll be a nice, easy decision. We'll sort it out. And where we don't maybe share the same like,
1: ideas, we'll discuss them. 100%. And I'm the truck owner, so I'll win. No, no, you, no, you're no. You're <laughs> starting, that, starting that relationship. You know, you started in that, that friendship relationship where it's easy <coughs> to talk to. Simon mentioned something yesterday, if I can remember well. is uh, friends buy from friends. And even if you're not friends, you still buy from friends or something like that, Simon. Yeah, if all, forgets- all them, uh, forget them. All things being equal, people buy from their friends. Um,
0: that's right. All things not being equal, well, people still buy from their friends. Buy from their friends.
1: Hmm. Exactly. So what you just said there was actually quite true. You know, you. You, and if it's a mechanic-minded person, obviously, they want to take you straight to the problem because they probably find the problem or see it. Maybe they know exactly what to do. and They might direct you there straight away. But if they're like, hmm, ours, and, you know, then you, you know, and also they want to talk around people, then, yeah, let's just, just go for a coffee. Let's go for lunch, you know. Let's have a beer, <laughs> whatever, you know, and uh, get, that, get that trust of I can tell you anything. And once you, once you have that trust, you get to find out the nitty-gritty. I'd,
2: yeah. I'd also have to set that up because I don't want, the. so I can imagine if you're a really busy track and there's lots of busy tracks around the globe, especially mm. right now, it's the thing you yeah. have picked up. But if you've got cart after cart after cart coming through, you can just get lost in the what is edge. in front of you. And what I would yeah. really need from that conversation if I'm a track owner with a mechanic is, I want to get them up to the level where we're thinking more strategically now. Yep. And they're saying things like, you know, it's crazy. I've had to replace five clutches or only the right-hand side brake pad is going. Have we got the yep. track set up for the optimal use? And what, are, what options have we got? And that's where I want the conversation. And,
0: and, and yep. corner nine, we keep having incidents at corner nine, which mm-hmm. is, is is 20% of your maintenance bill.
1: Yep. Yep. So
0: yep. can we address corner nine, make yep. it a little less tight give them some room there and i think we can cut your maintenance bill
2: by 10 15 percent yeah i mean that'd be a, that right. would be an amazing conversation to have yes i mean you've got yeah. that from the off but i think if you're a track owner it's your responsibility because it's your business but you set the tone for the meeting and mm. the response you get is in the quality of questions you ask
1: absolutely absolutely and that's where it all starts i mean you know, I, I would obviously take it a, a step further after those meetings and say, okay, well, can, if you don't mind, I want to talk to your mechanic and, and some of your track marshals. Because they also, and, but you, you, and the way to address it again is you, you go in like a track marshal, you go in like a mechanic. You're not going as some hierarchy guru that's come mm-hmm. to change things or, or try and fix things. You go in there and you're like, oh, man, and, you, know, you have a conversation. You know, even, even be a track marshal for one or two sessions you know and experience that you know experience is it are the tires too high the track marshals have to climb over all the time the incident in track nine they have to climb over six tires and by the time because that track that corner nine is a problem and they keep on climbing over there we put a track marshal there do we have now another track marshal to cover here so a lot of those things you got to look at and it's it's quite important uh, to understand that because that's where the, the breakdown boils down to you you know it's there's no there's no communication the track the track marshals scared to talk to the owner They say oh it's too tiresome because they then they scared to get fired and because i see that a lot you know as mm-hmm. soon as they make one complaint they're out the door you know and it's but, not good but again i, think- um, I would actually so, jump in the go-kart and drive and say oh can i uh, drive please okay I, for me i'm i'm kind of lucky because i i, I do racing still so I have that feel, I have a feel of a go-kart and I feel of a, you know, bogging. If it bogs down, are we, is it causing a problem? Because, um, you know, with with drive belts and red clutches, as soon as you go slow in a corner and try and put your foot down, you're not gonna go anywhere too in a hurry. And then you get someone that's flying into the corner and you bogging, guess what happens, you know? So there's a lot of that stuff that needs to be, but it starts off from what you said, you know, um, it is, is have that conversation first. You know, ask the
2: quick I think the other the other issue potentially is is that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter any business. I can just get fast line here. I know that if I just do hands in the air wave, yeah, <laughs> Hi, viewers. I know that if I go into any business and I ask people on the whole, you know, how are mm. things? Okay, oh, it's all right.
1: Yes, yeah, that's
2: it, That's a poor question mm. because people will put up with quite a lot of pain. They don't realize they're in pain half the time. So only when yep. the pain becomes mm. so great they go actually there is a problem and you're like how has this been going on for like 10 months you go why didn't you tell me back then well it felt all right then but after a while me and my brother when we were younger like we used to fight all the time we're thick as thieves we really get on well but every day we'd have a fight and then uh, in the end it was getting silly so what we used to do was try and pin each other down and with just one knuckle just hit one spot (laughs) <laughs> oh and you start and, after, and to start with it's fine and that's the analogy and then after a while if you can't get out after a while it starts it's got to really really it. now you're in a weird hey, now you're a bruise now <laughs> that's such a great analogy for business but for, for go-kart tracks there's stuff your marshals are probably doing yeah climbing over six tires go well that's just what we have to do mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, you as the truck owner
2: sit there going that isn't what we have to do no, like, exactly. we
1: can change almost anything change change that, to yes. make, it make it easier. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it, for me, it's, I mean, uh, it always boils down to communication. That Monday meeting, get everyone in, even though they worked on a Sunday, just try and get them. Now, this, now there's the beauty now is this, this, this is stuff, you know, we can have computers. So the ones that worked at until 10 o'clock at night on the Sunday, you can be at home and come online, you know, uh, on the day off and have that meeting, have the conversation, you know, and, and, because obviously, you know, you're, you're rotating your staff and rosters and things like that. So it's important to have that meeting and then start your, your Tuesday, like a Monday of any normal business um, and, and pump away, you know, because now you're confident, you know, you can sell. You can, you have a team that's happy, you know, just it's important, very important. I, I mean, I think, I think it all starts with the change of mindset,
0: mindset. and the change of mindset from the owner.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Because, you, you know, you can think, oh, we're doing all right. Yep. We've got the revenue coming in. But you've got to go in with the attitude of, oh, well, we, surely we can do things better. Mm. And when you have, come in with that mindset, all of a sudden, you start to question things. Yep. You know, and, and, and it really helps. It really helps, like you said, being a marshal. Going and, going you know, don't be a grease monkey for a day, half a day. Yeah.
1: Right, Something and then all
0: possible. of a sudden, you you sit there and you go, "Why are you doing it like that?" Yeah. Oh, so that's the way we've always done it. Yeah. Well, isn't it easier? What if we, what if we, you know, got you a cart lift? That's right. You know, wouldn't w- wouldn't that make it easier to lift these the carts way. up onto the trolley? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, what if we took those that level of tires? It's still within <laughs> regulations. We could take a level off and.
1: You, you know, maybe put some step behind it so it's a bit easier. Yeah, and for the faster tracks, you need things like, you know, chassis straightens. So at uh, Kingston Park, you know, they've got long straights and, mm-hmm. you know, you get someone that doesn't know how to drive, they, they, they you know, they slow in the corner, they T-bone each other, next thing you got a pin chassis. While, they, while they're swapping carts or dri- or the next group, that cart comes into the workshop. I've designed and built a chassis straightener where you pick up the cart, put it on the stand, bolt it down well you just chain it up quickly and then you just straighten it in these levelers, lasers that i was using once the laser step put the cut on the ground and off it went onto the next yeah. station as a backup you know and i designed that <coughs> and all the little tricks of the trade that doesn't get taught from the owner you know it's that's they realize they, they rely on the mechanic doing that you know mm-hmm. and i learned that from professional racing you know you come in off a race, you you know, your chassis is bent, quickly on mm-hmm. the straightener, you straighten it, and you got it, then you on to the next race because there's no time to, to to wait around for a new chassis or anything. So I thought, oh, why don't I just use that for here? Because the guys are complaining, the carts are bent and they go in a corner, the one, one wheel is lifting up and, you know, <laughs> because the chassis is bent, and he fix that. And I designed and built a chassis straightener. <laughs> cool. Just a square frame with a with a, uh, um, a counterweight, like leverage on the other side, mm-hmm. front chassis comes on top, you just jack it up, whichever side is bent, just jack up the other side, counteract it, and you got a cut for the next race. Yeah, okay, come Monday or the next day in the morning before you open up, you can physically look at that cut now and, you know, analyze if it's going to bend again or it's got a crack. But those quick thinking, it helps keep the business going and help keep the marshals comfortable to supply cuts to the, the sales team, if you want to put it that way. So yeah or the race director so you know it's uh, it's a lot of uh, tricks of the trade but it starts from that communication from the top and then you slowly work your way down to understand you know what's happening on the ground and get involved you know just but it'll take it'll take a couple of days but you get involved and then you start seeing because obviously again every marshal every mechanic every manager every uh, owner even ladies behind the counter even the cleaners they all are different characters so, you know, you, you have to just try and understand because you may get someone that just doesn't like what they do. <laughs> mm. And even a, a shit thing is, 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 is sorry, even a, a good thing is shit, you know. So, mm. you know, that's, so you, it's just about mindsets, education, getting people comfortable. And that Monday meeting will, will determine mm. from the owner, the owner will determine, oh, well, this person is always negative. You know, do I really need them, you know? Um, and, because the eight other people that are good and then this one is not, you know? It, it's got to be
0: driven by the owner too. Uh, I yeah, mean, I, by the owner. I was at a conference and I saw this guy get up he owned a very large printing business, probably turn over 10 or 15 million, I think it was. He's
2: bigger than that, isn't he? He's about 60, 70 million. Is he? Well, there you go. I think, I think go. so, yeah. Yeah, wow. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do.
0: And what, what was really interesting was... That he had created an, an ethos in his in his company where everybody knew how they contributed to profit, so even the cleaner, you yeah. ask the cleaner, how the do big, you yeah. uh, uh, contribute to profit?" Well, the cleaner would turn around and go, "Well, you, you know by keeping the room the meeting rooms clean and serving drinks and cakes to potential customers, I can help the boss, the sales team win that job. Yep. correct. You know,
2: it takes time. I, Cause I did this in my mm. boardroom. I used to have a stopwatch and uh, the first few, there'd be like a new director would turn up. So oh. they'd be great. I'm a director, but boy, did mm. they not realize that's just the start. Now, here we go. This is <laughs> yeah. where the work gets done. Let's yeah, start right. the stopwatch. Good, go and they'd be like, right. So last, like so it was always on two weeks so the last two weeks i was tasked with doing this it's on target it's like there's a bit of a problem but i think i'll get there oh boy we're behind cool mm-hmm. um i was working on this project and then uh, my next two weeks look like this and i go yeah do you need any help with anything yes no go and they had about 60. 60 to 90 seconds, sometimes two minutes if we had a really complex thing going on, like just go, right, go around the room. If it was a long, so the the most people had in my boardroom at any one time, no more than 12, for reasons I'll bore you with another day, typically up to about eight. So within 20 minutes, all the directors know what's going on in the business. We've got the um, traffic light system, (laughs) but, right, and, and hearing that as a track owner, you're possibly thinking that's a brilliant idea, right? And it's so simple. Yeah, right. It took I want to say about 14-15 weeks to beat it into them. Like it took mm. seven or eight sessions to get the information I needed and to let, and to explain to them why I needed it in this format and why we didn't yeah. have time for them to ramble on mm. about you know everything that's I going on with their project. Now, if there it's is a problem ahead. and I've got information, mm. I could take things offline, but I, I can't take seven or eight other directors mm. offline while we're all going to discuss your problem. Mm. No. And, then, and then that's where they realise that actually it's quite isolating being a director because like, <laughs> the, the buck stops with you, and you said you'd deliver, so like, you know, bad luck for you, we're going to be working closer together for two weeks. <laughs> you know, that's not the thing to take away from it, it's how you set it up, it's the information you, it you want, again. it's getting your staff to understand what it is you're really asking them for, and even at quite a high boarding level, it was taking them time to get their head around Simple information that was just required to keep the business sticking over. Cool. Yeah. No,
1: brilliant. I actually oh, like that
2: idea as well. Probably a
0: good point to end the video there. Just getting into that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, but we'll
2: be here for weeks. Sounds <laughs> 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 good to me. We've just yeah. done a whole year of videos. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Got to, let's do another
0: year on this. <laughs> yep. All right, so, well, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio from me.
1: Guru from me.